Welcome to another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Jade Meskill. I'm Roy Van Otter. I'm Clayton Lengelzigich. And I'm Derek Neighbors. So uh, we wanted to talk about uh, some a recent situation that's come up with a, a team that we've been working with and uh, some uh, unexpected things happened <laughs> to the organization and uh, the team kind of got their hands slapped and took a look back at you know how, how they found themselves in this situation and came up with um, a really interesting working agreement around uh, no surprises. So the, the, the idea was that uh, anybody who is impacted by their actions would understand what they're doing before they take action. So what... Um, well, maybe like how let's, let's give a little bit of background about how we how they got there. Uh, I mean, I think the thirty second version is kind of the opposite of what the agreement was, right? There were some actions that were taken by the team that surprised the absolute crap out of a lot of people. <laughs> so, I mean, I think the thing that is interesting is if something feels obfuscated. Um, it can elicit feelings that are much more exaggerated than they really are. So in this particular instance, a team was uh, working uh, towards doing something, and they were talking to multiple members of other teams to get this done within the organization. However, they released what they were doing into production without telling the other teams they had been talking to that they were going to do that. And so when that happened, not only was there a surprise of, whoa, how did this get into production, but there was this feeling that clearly the team that did it must have been lying and hiding and doing a bunch of things behind everybody's back because they didn't take the time to let them know, which I think even just exaggerated the emotions of not only am I surprised, but now I feel like... I've been lied to and I feel like you tried to hide this from me and now I, I take it personal and it's it's very angry and, and this caused all sorts of ripple effects. So I think part of like when you surprise people, there's more than the surprise. It's the emotional reaction that I tend to imply all sorts of intentions on your part. Like clearly because you surprised me, you must have been hiding something from me or lying to me or doing something because if you weren't, you would have been forthcoming about it. So is it, is it fair to say that when you find yourself surprised, you uh, kind of by default assume the worst intention? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's probably, I think that's probably a safety mechanism, right? Like that allows you to prepare for the worst. Hmm. Well, and I mean, I think it's just kind of human nature. Why, would, why wouldn't you share something with me unless you had some malintention? Right, like you have something yeah. to hide. So that's, like, why, that's obviously why you didn't say anything. Right, and if you had shared with me, like I could have offered all sorts of help. Like I could have, helped, I could have made your, like Derek, why did you surprise me? Like I could have made your life so much easier if you had just told me. Or I right. could have just told you no, and then it would have been real simple. Right, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then I think the other thing that it goes to is it goes to trust building, right? So when you get surprised and you feel that the intent was probably malintent because you were surprised, it erodes trust. And I, I think that this can go from the littlest of things to the biggest things. When a team makes a commitment and says, we're going to get this to you by the end of the week or by the end of the sprint or by the end of the day, and they don't do it, 
that erodes trust, right? In the same way, if you do something and you don't tell somebody that it's going to happen and that's a surprise or a new feature shows up and they didn't know about it, it's a surprise, right? So it could be a customer could be surprised. Your own team could be surprised. Uh, I mean, how many times have you maybe been out there if you're a developer and somebody on the team uh, basically power coded all weekend and added all these fantastic features and you show up the work on Monday and all this stuff is there and a bunch of crap is broken and you're totally pissed off at them even though you like all of the features that they have gone and put in, right? But it's because they didn't talk to anybody about any of those things. They just dumped them and then they're not in in on monday morning when you come in and there's all these problems and you don't know how it works well even when there's not problems right right you you have that feeling that you're like maybe maybe yeah it's cool that they did that but you you just don't like the way that that happened and how you were shocked by those things just magically appearing so what does it say or maybe what can you do if you're in an organization where you want to do something and if you were to adopt the no surprises um you know mentality and you said okay i don't want to surprise these people or this person but when you went and said hey i'm planning on doing this later today or i made a commitment and i in order to fulfill my commitment i need to do xyz and that person says oh no you cannot do that under any circumstances i'm telling you no right now how do you how do you deal with that so if you're in alignment and headed towards the same goal like that shouldn't be an issue so let's say that you're not in alignment are are they bigger or smaller than me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I think that's some conflict, right? Like, um, if you didn't have no surprises and you went and did it anyway, you'd piss that person off. Mm -hmm. But if you think it's the right thing to do, and it's a thing that's going to help you be successful with getting your outcome, but it's going to, for whatever reason, this person is saying no. And it might, let's say that they're saying no for the wrong reasons. You know, that's probably a typical example. There's someone that's maybe the gatekeeper for something, and everything must flow through them, and maybe they don't have the bandwidth for you right now, or they just don't like you, or they don't think you're important, or whatever. And they're going to tell you no no matter what. Like, at what point do you say, hey, I'm planning on doing this, and you do it anyway? Like, you're not violating the no surprises because you told them you're going to do it. You're just basically defying them, right? I think, I think that's a good example of... Who else would be surprised by that? So if I've got a boss and I go to a, another person and I say, hey, I, I plan on doing X, Y, Z. And they say, no, you can't do that. And I say, okay, great. I'm going to do it anyways. I didn't surprise them. But when they go tell their boss and their boss calls my boss and now my boss goes, what the hell is going on? He's surprised or she's surprised. So I think in that situation, one of the things I would make sure I do is who's going to be impacted by my behavior that may be surprised, and maybe I should let them know so that they're not surprised. I think that's, that's the challenge is understanding what that really means. The, the people that would be impacted by my actions, there are usually a lot more people than you think uh, that are indirectly impacted by the actions that you're going to take. But I think that's the interesting thing about uh, the way like that the the team came up with the idea that whoever's impacted understands doesn't necessarily have to agree or give permission, right? but that they understand what you are about to do. They understand they will be impacted. It does not mean that they will like it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think for me, a lot of this, like that part of it at least goes back to the, like the difference between honesty and transparency of like the, that, that example of, you know, oh, uh, tell my wife, like, I went, I went to the bar with the, or I went and had drinks with the guys. 
Like, I might be very honest about that. But if I'm transparent, I might say, I w- we went to Babe's Cabaret, right? <laughs> like, that's a very different story to tell. And in one ca- I'm being very honest. I had drinks with the guys, right? That is a 100% truthful statement. But I am not being transparent. Where I think the no surprises thing would make me think in that t- those terms. Of if I go over to someone and say, I'm planning on doing this. And like, here's why I'm doing it or whatever. Like, I don't even care if you think it's a good idea or not. I'm doing this. And if you tell me no, I'm still doing it anyway. But I'm not surprising you. I think that's different than telling them, walking over and, and saying like, oh, uh, you know, how would you go about this to do this? You know, like, oh, I don't think you should be doing that. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, just hypothetical. You know, like, those are very different things, right? You're, you're like kind of sort of telling that person that maybe this might be happening. Whereas right. I think no surprises really is I'm going to be 100% transparent that I plan on doing this. And I'm telling you that I'm going to do it. Sorry if you don't like it. And I mean, I think some of those too, you have to be careful. Like you you can't kind of be uh, transparent after the fact either. Uh, You know, hey, I'm, uh, I just went in the refrigerator and I ate your lunch. And 10 minutes before your lunchtime, I come to you and say, "Uh, hey, by the way, Jade, um, I ate your lunch today. You're going to be impacted. Ah, ha, 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 right? Like, no surprises. You didn't, you didn't go to lunch and we're surprised. Right. Well, that's um, kind of like a by the way. Yeah. yeah. But by the way, don't be surprised. I ate your lunch. Right. <laughs> yep. So I'm trying to think of, you know, other scenarios. Like, I think Derek, you mentioned the, the team scenario about not surprising other people on the team by doing your hero power coding session. But I think the more, the more I thought about it, and I think talking to other people on the team, the no surprises thing really does have a lot of, you know, the... Have, doing some action that impacts a lot of people and has ripple effects, when you think about no surprises in that context, you really have to be, I guess, kind of strategic about thinking about all the different people. So like that might, like you said, your boss, right? I might go make this person upset and they go complain to somebody. I have to make them certain. And I think we, we had had a discussion about not necessarily, not wanting to flood the inbox of your boss with a whole bunch of you know uh, useless messages but you wanted to make sure at least that they if they couldn't know ahead of time at least they knew at the same time as someone else and that kind of thing yeah and I, I, so I think I think there's a couple of key principles or philosophies around this I think one of the things is if you really believe that uh, surprises are bad and hurt you you have to put yourself in full disclosure mode all the time, right? So it becomes a very, like, your your natural behavior starts to become to disclose what you're doing to the people that are around you on a regular basis so that by default you know you're not surprising people, right? If, if you have to sit there and think every time I do something, hmm, should I disclose this to other people? May they be pissed off. You are going to fuck up a whole lot and always be surprising people. If instead your default behavior is I'm doing this, Right, and people are like, "Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Well, at least I'm not surprising them." So that, that's broadcasting your intentions. Broadcast attention intentions a lot. I think the other part of that is, uh, if you want to be in that type of culture, you have to be okay with saying, "I am okay with having a flood of broadcasts of intentions coming at me, and I will filter what I think is important." So if I'm the boss, I mean, I, I work in an, uh, or a nonprofit organization where one of the defaults are. I would rather you include me on a mail so that I'm never surprised by anybody. This this nonprofit works with a ton of uh, you know mayors and council members and people of influence, and I never want to go to a dinner party or a mixer and have somebody of influence come up to me and ask me something and me go, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I asked the executive director, please include me on anything that you think will impact me that I would come up as something like this. And I will choose to whether it's important to me or not. I, I'm not going to respond to it. I'm not going to say yes or no. I'm not asking you to ask 
for permission to do anything. I just want to be informed of what's going on around me so I don't look stupid. And and I think that I think good bosses and leaders are okay with that. Go ahead, send it to me. If I don't like it, I'll just start dev nulling what I don't care about. But then when I'm mad at you, I can go back and go, I can't really be mad at you because you let me know about that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a huge mind. That's a huge culture shift to do those kinds of things. So it really leads to very thoughtful, intentional action, right? You you really aren't acting off the cuff. You're you're being considerate and thoughtful before you take any any sort of action. So how does that how does that slow things down or speed things up? Like how does that affect how the how the team might accomplish its goals? I, I would say that in theory you wouldn't necessarily be slowed down because you're not you're not saying that you're not going to do things just because someone might say no or be upset or not want you to. But I think you are probably saving yourself a lot of grief and probably future time and having to deal with the fallout of not being transparent and broadcasting your intent. Um, you know, I think there might be times where you could get away with it, right? You might be able to go do something and no one's going to notice and it's all fine. But maybe the one out of ten times that you get caught, that will slow you down way more and you lose all the trust and now you have to be so explicit in the future. I think that you take so many steps back when you do that. Well, and I kind of think of it like this uh, karma bank, right? There's this trust bank or vulnerability bank. So all of the times that I'm, I'm spending effort in doing that, the one time that I forget and I do surprise somebody, if I've got a whole bunch of currency over here in the saved column, it buys me a whole heck of a lot that if all the time you're disclosing that stuff and for once you don't and you're like, oh man, I just was like, we're in a he moment, I totally forgot to say that, it's a heck of a lot easier for me not to have horrible intentions about what it was right. because it's like, I, I know that... I can like, assume it's an honest mistake. Yeah, we're all human and stuff happens, right? right? And so like the one time that you're able to cash that in is almost invaluable in terms of time wasted, right? Like, as you said, Clayton, like, we're not having to do damage control. We're not having to do all this. We're not having to have a meeting to have a meeting to have an action meeting to, you know, get every... I mean, the, the first time you have to call 10 people in a team or an organization in a room to review something because somebody was surprised, uh, you probably made up for that instantly the first time you don't have to have one of those meetings. So we talked about the perfect boss. How does the perfect teammate work in this type of no surprises idea? I, th- I think it goes back to perfect teammate to me discloses when they think it's going to impact people in meaningful ways. If anything, broadcasting your intention um, and being mindful of not surprising. So not just externally to other people, but internally to your team. Yeah, I mean, I think you have more touch points on the team, and like I would rather fill up my you know marble jar karma bank for people on the team. Like that's probably something I'm going to focus on more than external people because I think those are the people that I'm going to be working with every day and I have to have alignment with and trust for me on the people on the team is probably more valuable in the long run. It helps me be more successful than you know, some random people in the organization. I, w- I would also say that the depth of impact should be equal to the depth of broadcast. So if there's yeah. something like mm-hmm. nobody's going to be really ticked off about this and Clayton and I are the only two in the room, I might say, hey, Clayton, I'm going to do this and that's fine. And if Jade found out about it and he wasn't there, he's not going to be too pissed off that he didn't know about it because the impact wasn't that deep. But if it's something really impactful, then I should make sure that I broadcast it to everybody. So I think your signal should be equal to the impact that it will have around the people that are doing it. That's great. With that, uh, that wraps it up for today. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.
there's something you'd like to hear in a future episode, head over to integrumtech.com slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integrum Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.